0: Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob Emerson. I'm an Associate News Director with Becker's Healthcare. Thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast today. We're thrilled to be joined by Paul Merrill, who is President of HealthSpark and Kairos and Jeff Stewart, who is the System Director of Strategic Marketing at Christus Health out of Texas. Paul, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you both being here with us, and so today we're going to be discussing how accurate data through payer-provider collaboration can lead to a stronger member experience. So with that, I'm hoping, Paul, you can start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in healthcare, and then also a little bit more about HealthSpark and Kairos.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to have the dialogue on a on a very timely topic here. Um, uh, by introduction, my name is Paul Merrill I'm, I'm president here at HealthSpark Kairos We are a leading national provider of cost transparency care navigation and guidance physician and provider directory management and scheduling capabilities to uh, both big sides of the marketplace, if you will. Uh, we've got about 100 or so health system customers that represent a 1,000 uh, hospitals and other 500 or so medical groups. And we have about 60 health plans representing about 100 million members. And our job is to facilitate getting people connected to the right care. Uh, Background-wise, I am a lifer in healthcare IT. I've had the opportunity to do everything from product development and operations to marketing and selling. And excited to partner here with uh, Jeff and talk a little bit about uh, the experience he has had together.
0: Fantastic. And Jeff, how about you? What led you to Christus? And then, if you could also tell us a little bit more about how Christus is structured and where, where the reach is.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was thrilled to be able to join Christus two years ago um, and be part of one of the largest health systems in the United States. We are based in Irving, Texas, uh, headquarters with operations throughout Texas, Louisiana, New Mexico. Mexico, Chile, and Colombia. Uh, it's an exciting opportunity to be part of, or to be the head of marketing for all of Christus, which includes our providers in the 11 ministries that we operate through the United States, as well as our health plan, and uh, where we offer Medicare Advantage plans, health insurance exchange plans, and USFHP plans, In Texas, New Mexico, and Louisiana.
0: Wonderful. I appreciate you both giving us the laydown of what you do every day. Um, So, Jeff, what I wanted to ask you about first, specifically, is the rise of consumerism in healthcare. It's certainly nothing new, but it does seem to be accelerating every year. Uh, And that's obviously, you know, that's the member experience is a top priority for, for traditional payers and providers as well. So. Um, talk to us a little bit more, you know, as we see more insurers enter this, this space, um, what, what are some key areas of the member experience that Christus, as an IDN, is working to improve? And how are you going about that?
2: Yeah, so for us, the, the first part is, as an IDN, as, as a payer and a provider, to have a consistent digital experience, it's important that the two entities feel connected if you're choosing our health plan, most frequently, it's because you're already loyal to Christus. You were born in our hospital or your parents were born in our hospital. Your family and your your community, you're all wrapped up with trusting our providers and, and understand our reputation for quality and legacy. You know We've been in um, Texas since 1856, extending the healing ministry of Jesus Christ. We are part a vital part of the communities we serve. And so we're thrilled to be able to offer a health plan that blends that provider experience, quality reputation with the the plan. And so it's critical that our member experience is reflective of our patient experience, that the data that we have about our physicians, for example, that are in our network is also carried over into that member experience uh, and so as much as we are focused on the consumer side through COVID and really pre-COVID and certainly beyond improving our overall patient experience for for digital with uh, virtual care on-demand care uh, improving our patient portals through you know my chart branded as my and all the things we're doing on the digital side for the provider, it's important to also try to carry as much of that over to our member experience also. And so that's why we've been partnering with HealthSpark as we look at building a strong foundation of our provider data with Kairos, Everything we do to make our data um, positive for our patients about making it easier for them to find a provider and access care, we wanna carry all of those improvements over to our member experience as well so that as you're searching for care inside of our plan network, you're seeing all of that same information and all of that uh, all of the things that signal the trust and quality of our providers in both our, um, again in our provider directory as well as our member directory.
0: Fantastic. So HealthSpark and Kairos, it's helping you as an integrated system, making sure that your members and your patients also feel that it's it feels like an integrated system as well. Paul, I'd be curious, you know, zooming out from IDNs, uh, we're obviously seeing a lot more um, retail disruptors and non-traditional players enter the healthcare space. So where are you really seeing the industry focus when it, when it comes to member experience this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think an extension of, of Jeff's argument is that regardless if we describe the person as a member, as a patient or as a consumer, or however it is that they enter, right, they need the same set of information. They need the same capability for call to action. They need the same uh, experience overall to to make it a fairly reasonable one. And I think industry-wide, I'd share kind of two overall observations. One is that I feel like we're right in the midst of hopefully coming out of a little bit of a box checking exercise where I have been told I need to do something for transparency reasons, or I'm playing catch up for some technical reason due to something with my internal systems or a competitor across town. But the idea that I'm I'm doing that which is minimally viable, right? And, and that is very, very different than solely focusing on or increasingly focusing on the overall experience for that member and the patient. And I, I think that where I see that going is that the the mandated requirements on cost transparency, for example, have, have created a really interesting chassis upon which we can build to help make sure that member or that patient does get connected to the right care. So we move away from, hey, I've checked the box, I've made this information available online, or I've got it in my mobile app, you know, whatever that might be in terms of, yes, I have done that thing, which is minimally viable. And instead, thinking about it in terms of yes i've given the most accurate information i've presented it in a compelling way it's actually usable by the end consumer and facilitates a real call to action, right? At the end of the day, we're all trying to get that patient or that member connected to the right care. And if we're only focused on doing those things that are minimally viable, it isn't as focused on actually solving for that mission, which I think is really interesting opportunity for us. And and I'm actually very bullish about the idea that uh, even though mandated requirements being told what to do can be a frustrating environment for everybody in the industry, I think it creates a really interesting foundation upon which to build to really make it more meaningful for the consumer at the end of the day.
0: Sure, sure. So not doing things just for the sake of doing it, for checking the boxes, as you said, Paul. Um, and, I, and I really appreciate you bringing up the price transparency piece of this conversation because I think this is it's really important, especially over these last few years as these rules have really come out. Um, Jeff, in that vein, how would you say that data in general plays a role in all of this from from your perspective? Um, What are some of the metrics that you're measuring at Christus when it comes to member experience and and does the price transparency data kind of play into some of that?
2: I think for us, um, the data that we're looking at for our member experience is certainly even just the usage of our provider directory and what does it tell us about what people are interested in and the ways that they're making decisions. Um, you know we we certainly want to continue to grow our health plan and grow the, our overall um, population that we're serving there. And so you know, understanding the keys to their decision making process and how they're selecting us is is really critical. I mean, we are differentiated as an integrated delivery network because of our connection to, uh, the provider side, right? Because of the clinics and hospitals that we operate in our communities, we, um, we stand apart from a lot of our competitors in the space. Um, and so we really spent a lot of time trying to look at how do we differentiate ourselves and how do we um, connect those two pieces together? So what? how do we measure how people are making those decisions? Um, you know, which which is not dissimilar from how we look at on the provider side either. You know, what is our consumer behavior? What are they telling us? Um, are we asking them? Are we, you know, it's both a quantitative and a qualitative, right? So how many people are using the provider directory? How many people are able to successfully complete a search and that they, you know, do one search and, and not another? Um, and how do we actually collect qualitative data about it also? How can we um, you know, find somebody, get them to test our provider directory and provide feedback on what they were looking for, uh, what other areas that they they found um, useful. I think those are some of the, the big things we're looking at. Uh, and just overall surveying the members, right? What What is it they expect? How can we better serve them? I and mean, those are some of the, the big pieces of data that we look at.
0: And, you know, when we're talking about better serving members, and as you just mentioned differentiating yourself from from competitors. We know that many members and patients today are are wanting their care more digital, more in the home. Um, so so looking ahead, Jeff, oh, how do you see digital health offerings um, for for Christus's patients and members evolving? I mean, what, what really excites you about looking to the future on this topic?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think you know we we always use the words appropriate side of care, um, and oftentimes that's always traditionally meant how do we get you to our appropriate side of care? Is it an emergency department? Is it an urgent care? Is it a physician's office? And, you know, lately we've thrown in telemedicine there, but I think it's perhaps going to shift the other direction or flip on its head where we're asking instead, how can we get to your appropriate side of care? And so how can we serve you better in home. Christus has a great partnership with LHC in providing home care. Um, And so how do we expand that? How do we bring the doctor to you? How do we bring the hospital to you? And I think that's really it as a, a really exciting part of where we're going. And how do we use technology there? How do we find creative ways to do remote patient monitoring in ways that are not intrusive to your life? Um, And, you know, how do we better communicate back your care? So often when you're coming into the clinic, we're getting just a single episodic view of your care. uh, and, And also in the context of our environment, as opposed to, you know, remote patient monitoring in all the ways, or whether we're using fitness trackers or other devices, we can actually get a longitudinal view of your, of your health. And to really understand Um, what the trends are like to detect things long before they start and hopefully prevent um, expensive care um, uh, episodes for you, which is obviously very aligned to how we want to manage the population health in our health plan. We want to prevent, you know, expensive care episodes for you, not simply for our health plan, but also because of you. How can we treat our patients earlier before it becomes um, you know, a more catastrophic event for them. So I, I get really excited about how we'll be able to use things like Apple Watches and iPhones and Siri devices or Alexa devices or whatever these other things that are already in your home that are not obtrusive and um, can actually give your care providers a much better longitudinal picture of your health.
0: I mean, so interesting to hear you hear you talk about all this. And Paul, I'd be curious, you know, on an industry-wide scale, what what are you seeing in, in terms of how digital health offerings are are evolving? Jeff, of course, mentioned their work with LHC, which was just purchased by United Health Group this year. So that'll be interesting to see how that evolves with everything that we're talking about here today. But Paul, what excites you about about this topic this year? Yeah, I, I think
1: there's an been really unbelievable number of exciting innovations going on in digital health, right? Some of which are within the context of a health plan, some within a provider, some within an integrated system, and and frankly, some even targeted at the employer population. And as we think about the various constituents within that and the various opportunities, we see you know, a foundational needs, right? Every one of these organizations needs, you know, the basics of I have accurate information about provider data. I have accurate information about cost. I have accurate information about availability and network participation and things of that nature. And the explosion of digital health actually creates net new demand on, Hey, how can I find golden records for each of these different slices of the industry to best help my own efforts in digital health and in engaging my consumers and patients in the most interesting way so you get to this core question first of all of do i have the right information chassis and connectivity chassis to to uh help consumers make the right decision Uh, the second thing that then jumps to mind for me is you know as you do have this advent of, of new care delivery models and new innovations going on the idea of being better and more well connected has just intensified because uh, even though you do have some really nicely top to bottom integrated IDNs, most folks are going to have to partner effectively with other players in this system. So Jeff just mentioned Christus and LHC, right? That's a good example of you need to be able to partner effectively with those in industry that are doing things either differently or things that are not within your IDN. And this idea of Yeah, whether we call it coopetition or whether we call it integration or interoperability this idea that we can create a a democratization of the information and accept that connectivity can you know, facilitate some of these transactions is a really interesting idea to me, right? There's just ample opportunity to give the consumer the best information possible to prompt them in the right way, regardless of where they're entering the system, uh, to facilitate that type of relationship ultimately with their health plan and with their provider organization. I think that that idea of a real ecosystem is uh, really one of the highlights, I think, of the digital health movement.
0: Wonderful. It sounds like so much opportunity is still out there from your perspective. And clearly it sounds like the the systems that are going to be most successful here are those that think outside the box and really forge these new and creative partnerships. Paul, I want to ask you before we go, any final thoughts, final takeaways you really want to drive home for our listeners today?
1: I I think the one thing I'd share with uh, everybody listening today is that I really feel like we're in this uh, creation of foundation period right now, right? Whether it be mandated requirements on cost or you know, increasingly figuring out how consumers want to engage digitally, we're essentially creating a foundation upon, a lo- upon which I think a lot of innovation is going to come. I actually think there's so many unknowns. So once we get that foundation, there are lots of unknowns in terms of what patients and consumers are going to want. And the good news is we've now created the environment to test that right? And to figure out how can we best meet the needs of that member? How can we best meet the needs of that patient? How do they think about the concept of cost? How do they think about the concept of quality? And and how can we best facilitate the most appropriate decision making to connect them to the right care? I think we're going to just have a tremendous amount of innovation over the coming years now that we've got these mandatory uh, requirements in place, creating that chassis for innovation. So I think it's a very, very exciting time for everybody.
0: And Jeff, how about you? Final takeaways for our listeners today?
2: Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that is driving us as we look at our digital experience in both the provider side and the payer side is it's been my experience in the last 12 to 15 years that I've been in healthcare, that we look at each other for examples. And we often defend a poor digital experience or poor consumer experience as, well, this is healthcare. And whether it's the need for data security or um, the complexity of the healthcare pricing system or any of those things, we we use that all too often as, as an excuse. And I think it's really time for us to consider what our true consumer's experience is, because in between selecting a provider or selecting a health plan or interacting with their member portal or our patient portal, they spend time on Facebook or on Waze or on Open Table or any of the other, or Snapchat or, or Instagram, TikTok, any of the other apps, consumer apps they use. And that's what we are being compared to for consumer experience. And I think it's absolutely critical that we start looking at those kinds of places for examples for how to improve um, our overall digital and consumer experience. That's what we're focused on is not just simply how can we be the best in healthcare, but how can our consumer experience mirror the other experiences they have? How can we bring that interactive delight that you have with an app that works seamlessly. How can we bring that to healthcare? How can we bring that to our consumer experience or member experience? And it's going to be really difficult. You know, we work with a lot of legacy systems that, that kind of uh, make that difficult. Um, But if we continue to push forward and we continue to find those opportunities, I think we have real opportunity to, um, deliver the experiences the consumers expect and continue to differentiate ourselves.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jeff, Paul, I want to thank you both so much for taking the time to join us today on the podcast and giving us your insights around this discussion. It's been a pleasure speaking with you both. Thank
1: you, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jeff.
0: I'd also like to thank our sponsor, HealthSpark. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com slash podcasts.